I think they've used every dirty trick in the book. I give you America itself. This is Ed McMahon. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Live from Studio C, Senor. Deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Information Complex. This is the Armstrong and Getty Show. This, what is it, the 24th of August, the year of our Lord 2018? Indeed. Getting you straight in 218. Yep. Setting you straight. Including you gay fellas. We're not letting you. You're straight too in 218. All right? Thinking wise. This morning we're under the tutelage of General Manager. Jeff Sessions. Now, I say that with caution. There's a big controversy going on. The president, I don't know if you heard about this. The president's the guy from The Apprentice. He uh, He's, he's kind of hinting that he really dislikes his, his attorney general. Um, and, he, and he wants him to go. He's trying to you know embarrass him out, apparently. But we're not going to talk about that much. Because it is not a Trump-free Friday, Marshall. Ah, it is ah. a... Low T Friday. Low tea. Do you suffer from low T? You will today on the Armstrong and Getty right. Show. There will be some inevitable mentions of the Tangerine Tornado. Excellent. But it will not dominate the show. Excellent. A low T Friday. Uh, uh, speaking of um, those who will be missing for parts of the show, Jack will just be a tad late this morning as he was dealing with his, uh, his youngest, who is um, embracing the farm lifestyle they live by getting up in the wee hours of the morning. <laughs> Whether it's convenient or not. So anyway, he'll be in in a bit. Why don't we start the day amicably by introducing everyone on the squad? Let's begin with our board operator. He's been working with us for how long, Michael? Let's see, about 18 and a half years now. Good God. How can that even be? I mean, it's great, but uh, it's amazing. Uh, Michael, what's up with you? How are you? Uh, good. I need to get another uh, restroom in my uh, home, actually. I'm, uh, the girlfriend had to get up at the same time as me, and we've never had to do this. To, you know, she had to be at work at 6 a.m. Mm. And so I'm trying to comb my hair, and she's trying to brush her teeth, and elbows are hitting each other. Oh, and, my. Yeah, it was just crazy. This is what will support America's housing boom. You yeah. crazy kids getting together. That's fabulous. Hey, uh, is the, uh, oh, look, the door hey, is opening. You can oh, hear it. There, there it is. <laughs> Hello, one and all. Good morning. Hey, it's Jack, everybody. Hey, hey, look. Hi, Jack. So, in today's episode of Psychology Today, 
My six-year-old was up riding bikes from about 1.30 to 3 a.m. Huh. Isn't that something? That is something. Yeah. If that is not uh, manic, I don't know what is, yeah. as they're trying to figure out what's wrong with it. That's pretty manic. He he slept like three hours the night before and was still up riding bikes at three. So they had like three hours sleep in almost two days. Yeah, that's uh, less than it's, average. Oh, my God. It's just so crazy. Yeah. So crazy. I've never been around crazy people before. I've read about them, yeah. but until you're around a crazy person... You don't know what it's like, and how uh, and how up and down and 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 just all over the place it is, and, and so how not if they would only listen to right. reason, right? It yeah. is, yeah. You yeah. Know, if you've you never add, dealt with it, you you don't know. And you add being six to that, but geez, so oh crazy. Yeah, that's that's easy to forget. Worst day ever yesterday with the whole thing. I mean, just violent, scary. Wow. Oh, it's just aye, terrible. Aye. Freaking terrible. Then he was up all night riding his bike and just, just so, just, he was happy. So I was in a good mood and I was nice because, you know, it's not his fault. Right. But he's riding bikes, smiling his face. This is great. We should do this all the time. Wow. Dude, you have had no sleep in forever. How, how, how do you have all this energy? And I mean, just loaded up with drugs to try to get him to sleep. Wow. And still that manic. Wow. It's just amazing. I was on the phone with the psychiatrist just saying, is there's got to be something you can give us a, a, a 65-pound human that will slow yeah. them down. Because yeah. I can't hold him while he's punching me in the face anymore today. I can't do it any longer today. But uh, it's just if it was the movies, you know, he'd turn out to be the son of Jor-El or something like that or have superpowers. <laughs> but right. in real life, right. we just have to... His superpower is energy and no, not needing sleep. Wow. Anyway... Man, it's something. It is something. Get it figured out eventually. But, you know, it gets to my whole thing of uh, uh, people on the homeless people are crazy. We need to get them into institutions. Okay. I got a crazy family member. I spend all day, every day talking to multiple doctors and therapists and have for years. At enormous expense. At enormous expense and have no idea what's going on or how to fix it. Right. So that's that's easier said than done. We've come a long damn way in treating mental illness, but oh, we yeah. have oh, yeah. many miles to go. Oh, yeah. I'm glad that I'm even aware that it exists and just don't think he's an ornery kid who won't listen. Yeah. I think you could pretty reasonably say we're at the dawn or maybe, you know, early morning of modern treatment for mental illness. But it's just the very early morning of that campaign. Yeah. Well, it certainly would seem to be to me. Anyway, where were we on introducing people? Who well, got Michael had just said hello and explained okay. that he and his gal pal are getting up at the same time now and are thinking about a bigger pad. Oh, that's pretty awesome. Because elbows in the bathroom. That's a big deal. Yeah, a lot of hitting elbows today and running into each other. And it's so just, it would, it's real uh, pain. Unless she came over really early, it would seem to me you're living in sin. That's about right. <laughs> okay. Just want to keep tabs on You know, I was going to leave that unsaid, but uh, I just want to keep tabs on You got your style. That. I have mine. <laughs> <clears throat> <laughs> There's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well, but not as well as the young gentleman that will be competing in the Dota 2 uh, multiplayer online battle arena MOBA Dota. championships uh, this weekend. Uh, $25 million in prize money is up for grabs. That's incredible. It is being held at the same arena that the Vancouver Canucks play professional hockey in, and it will be sold out. And uh, yeah, there's a, I'll, I'll be checking out some of this. This is not one of the games I play, but I'm a I'm a very much interested in the the rising tide of esports as a thing. Yeah. Uh, so I, I like to check them all out. Boy, before you go to Canada, learn some basic phrases in Canadian because they are very hostile to foreigners <laughs> up there. <laughs> so you're you're the people in the arena are watching 
someone play video games? Do you have to watch on the screen? Because you can't. You'd be. Well, they, they just project it up on the okay. jumbotron. Okay. And a lot of these. So depending on the game, right? You can jump between what the players are are viewing, or certain games like this one. There's kind of just an overhead camera where you get to watch all the players kind of interact together, and occasional shots, maybe of their faces concentrating. Oh, I'll yeah, bet yeah, if it's yeah. well produced. Yeah. yeah. I heard an interesting nugget on this. Unlike other sports or games or whatever you want to call them, they regularly change the game. The people who make the game. So it'd be as if they all of a sudden say, hey, soccer, there are now two balls on the field. Yep. So ah! Go. And yeah. so you might have been the greatest in the world at the one ball on the field. And all yeah. of a sudden on the two balls, you're not that good. You just can't figure out that strategy. And somebody else is better. In, the, in, in that one, would there be goals? Would they score goals? <laughs> but the game changes. And- right. Anytime a strategy becomes too dominant or oppressive, they just kind of rebalance it. So wow. it's like if the Warriors like if the Warriors were the only one that could pull off the three-point thing, they would, all right, we need to move the three-point line back a little bit or maybe make it worth two and three-quarter points or they would try to do things to kind of even it out. There's uh, Marshall Phillips does our news each and every day. How are you, Marshall? Boy, I gotta tell you, low T Friday, right? I was prepared for a TFF, a Trump-free Friday. Just in case, though, I have prepared parallel newscasts to handle any and all (laughs) developments. This is professionalism. (laughs) Yes. So I am set. So we got a low T Friday ahead. Yes, of us. that's what we've decided. All low right. T. All right, because I got in eleven thirty last night and started uh, cranking out <laughs> uh, dueling newscasts. Not so. Trump free, but low T. There you go. As there are a couple of things we have to talk about today. Yes. One in particular that is probably the most interesting thing that's happened all week long. The most interesting thing that's happened all week long in terms of taking in news and information. Well, interesting is what we're going for, so yeah. let's do that one. Stick around for that. Yep. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. On this, it is Friday, August 24th, year 2018, and we approve this program. Do you suffer from low T? Let's get started now, according to FCC rules and regs at Mark. Shame on you! 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 Uh, who recorded the voices in my head? <laughs> so they... <laughs> <laughs> so that's Eric Trump at a restaurant. That's my guess. I'm just guessing. Oh, no, this is a fun game. No, it's okay. not. That's not who is being shamed. <laughs> that was a good guess, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. It is. Yeah, who is it? Uh, that is people uh, outside yelling at Duncan Hunter, uh, the, oh. the, the candidate of, of questionable financial things, allegedly. Gotcha. I'm not a newsman. What are other headlines, Marshall? All right, we got Trump dumping on Sessions once again. What's oh, that's in the, not cool. What's in the National Enquirer's safe of secrets? And I got another study just released. Your phone is dirtier than a toilet seat. This was going to be the first FM story on a TFF, but I'll still put it in. There you go. Uh, wow. You're going to have to publish a glossary. How does Mailbag look? Oh, it's outstanding. Anniversary love, kicking Sean. A lot of good stuff. <laughs> Oh. And I'm telling you, the most interesting news development that has happened the entire week you don't know about. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. That's a good way to be on a Friday. So much to pack in today. We got a six-pound show, the four-pound bags. Wow! We got. Wow! 
20% off. Mm. Stay with us. Mailbag is going to be great. So we'll get to that in a moment. But first, it's time to take a fond look back at the week that was. It's Cow Clips of the Week. A a conversation truth is truth. about... I, I don't mean to go like... I, no, I it isn't truth. Truth isn't truth. So in the words of my late friend Aretha Franklin, show some R-E-S-P-I-C-T. If you're a liberal, you're supposed to be for free speech. That's free speech for the free speech, speech you hate. That's what free speech means. We're losing the thread of the concepts that are important to this country. But as soon as they got that rule in place, like you would see, you know, a 25-year-old woman and a teenage-looking boy, right? And like, what the hell is going on there? Nothing relaxes me better than a smoke in a breastfeed. <laughs> he considers a pardon from somebody who has acted so corruptly as president uh, to be something he would never accept. He's crazy. This guy is crazy. Our president is crazy. It's called flipping, and it almost ought to be illegal. You think they were worried when they're running across Normandy about f***ing stretching? Are you kidding me? Wow, very amusing, Cal, So these troubled times. So truth isn't truth happened this week. No, 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 no. That's uh, looking back fondly uh, three, four years ago. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> Mailbag. That's, you know, we had a Trump-free Tuesday. This is a low-T Friday. And there's still been an astounding amount of, like, big stuff happening. Yeah. <sighs> Will it actually change anybody's life or the, the trajectory of the republic? I don't know. Well, and the biggest story of the week, the whole Cohen flipping what he knows thing was completely poorly reported by almost everyone. And continues to be in some outlets. We have the example of that coming up. Michael, while I'm enjoying the delightful mailbag music, I'd ask you to switch to our traditional music for the beautiful Japanese art of the haiku. Oh, fantastic. Jack, I'm not sure if you recall, but the haiku, uh, haiku uh, hues to the form of the five syllables, the seven and the five. The structure is what gives it beauty. It's the limitation that sets the poet free, Sean. This is a nice note from uh, Rob. Since we've been together longer than all my marriages combined, I decided to write an Armstrong and Getty 20th anniversary haiku. haiku. <clears throat> 20 years along, my commute partners are strong. Hello, 2 and 0. Oh. Pretty good. As in 20th anniversary. Sure. I get Pretty it. good. I swear to God, you have no ear for the haiku. <laughs> I don't. I think it's. Uh, I think it's ridiculous. Then he explains his personal jihad against paying the poet laureates of America. But maybe we'll get to that topic oh, a little later. That's Rob. a good one. I'm with you on oh, that one. No. You wrote a haiku, please. but I'm with you on that one. Taxpayer money going to poet laureates. Uh, Rob, I also, live in a town where the town has a poet laureate. Oh God. Oh my God. Really? <laughs> yes. I'm, I, I, I need a minute to process that. <laughs> uh, and also, reads a poem every 4th of July before the fireworks. Rob, who apparently has a lot on, on his mind, also says, in, t- in terms of the Longford podcast name, if it's not Moby Dick, I'm not sure what we've been doing all this time. <laughs> oh, that's pretty funny. Oh, oh, Rob. Rob, you are all over it, brother. Getting back to our story yesterday about you can't copyright titles. Yeah, we could call our podcast Moby Dick. Why wouldn't we? <laughs> Here's a nice note from, uh, it's, uh, he's got kind of a funky moniker. I don't know what his name is. I'm just going to call him Mick. Um, 
Uh, on a no, he, he talks about the podcast. Actually, has some good uh, good ideas and and, and thoughts and uh, um, you know maybe an episode on parenting would be apropos. He, he loves when we talk about music, and we don't much. On a side note, some of your stories and perspectives have played a huge role in my maturing, and I wanted to say thanks. I started listening as a young dad, thinking I knew everything at twenty three. Yeah, it's kind of. Uh, yeah, it goes along with the period of your life. Then as the stakes got higher and I actually had some real adversity in life, for some reason you guys always talking about not relying on someone else to take care of you and not blaming others for your bad decisions have inspired me to grow into the man, father, and husband I am today. I'm sure most of what you do is just for entertainment. It's actually for the money, Mike, <laughs> Mick, Mick, Mike. Uh, it's as, the main motivator. As a side effect, you've made a difference in my life for the better. Thank you, Jack and Joe. You're welcome, well, sir. That's, Appreciate that. That might balance out the many people who've made their lives worse. All right, and that may get me through the end of the show today. Uh, let's see. Uh, hi, Joe. If you do come to the Stormy Daniels thing in Sacramento, please let us know. I think it would be hilarious if we can get more people to go see you than her that night. Brandon, an interesting idea. I, I'm intrigued by that idea. Show set up with a merch table with a longer line, you know, or show your boobs. That might yeah. get that might get some coverage. A local DJ, uh, you know, et cetera, et cetera. You um, should show your boobs. I should show pro. my boobs. Um, uh, actually, Brandon, I've done some research, and uh, her show in uh, shows, I believe it's a two night engagement. Which really, S- Sacramento, take a look at yourself. <laughs> Um, it's not in Sacramento, but in the Does suburb. Does she show the left one the first night and the right one the second night? Is that the way she <laughs> that's, gets? That's how you get them to come back. <laughs> you leave them wanting more. Uh, it's in uh, it's in the suburb of Rancho Cordova, renamed Rancho Cordova for those two days. Oh yeah, you know it's funny. <laughs> now I'll, ask me about that later. I got to talk about that later. So you and Sean may go see Stormy Daniels. Are going to? Yeah. There, oh. there is no May. That yeah. is so fantastic. Uh, <laughs> On the topic of the VJJ, or the front hole, as we're now supposed to call it, according to various activist groups, who I'd like to thank for restoring hilarity to the modern age. They don't <laughs> think they're funny, but I sure do. <laughs> Dear gentlemen, I'm going to use the nouns man, woman, he, she, and pronouns his, hers in this email. Thank you for the warning. That's beautiful. I'm properly braced. Only a man, he, who will never know the pleasure of having a real true vagina, would want to rename it a front hole. If he were a true she, she would want to rename it something like a fleur, which is French for flower, I believe. Mm. Sincerely, Kathleen, I I wake up with you every morning. Right. Yeah. Yeah. These are odd times, Kathleen, aren't they? Nobody likes the term front hole, do they? Only a back hole. Would advocate the term front hole. And in theory, that's what the doctor's supposed to say. And, because it'd be more comforting. And Exactly. And it wouldn't hurt somebody's feelings that they don't actually have a vajayjay. Okay. It has also been pointed out, not to get too graphic, but it's indeed the middle hole. So it's not even a good, bad I name. Don't want to go there. How about this? Oh, my God, it's August, writes Joseph. Pumpkin spice back on the shelves. <laughs> Flavor bully. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Uh, oh, and uh, you know what? That's hilarious. Pumpkin spice. A couple people wrote in on our discussion of Sweet Home Alabama, which we can talk about a little later, bonus mailbag. We got a request for this Leonard Skinner song, I Know a Little, which may be my favorite Skinner song. Is Ed King, who died yesterday, playing on this? I suspect he is. You would, you would assume so, wouldn't you? Marshall's got his news coming up, and uh, I'm telling you, you're going to be amazed how the media mishandled something. Coming up.
two things to mention. One, this text. Jack, have you tried spanking your kid? Which which I find hilarious. Wow. Wow. <laughs> so good that they can make light of your incredibly serious situation. <laughs> well, if I didn't think it was funny, I wouldn't have read it. Yeah. Uh, it is funny. It's hilarious. Wow. You if know? somebody had said that deadpan to me after my little screed there, I'd have thought, now that's funny. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know? um, okay, uh, I can't read this because it's got a bad word in it. Joe will read it because he's willing to say this this filth. But this is uh, this is an amazing story for a Friday. Read the headline at the top of that if you will. Oh, yeah, I saw this. This security guard, who looks precisely like you'd think, this security guard filmed all of his farts for six months, and it went viral. Hard Paul, fart primary. Paul Flart, yep. the man in legend, has been fired from the hospital in Florida, which served as a background for his art. But when we get into but the, indeed. what the video is actually like and the number of people that, uh, that were watching this. This man is a hero. He's <laughs> really quite amazing. This so. man is a symbol of modern America. Yeah, it is. Uh, let's get the news now with Marshall Phillips. Now, President Trump. Tweeting more attacks on Attorney General Jeff Sessions this morning after Sessions issued his strongest pushback yet against Trump. After the president was asked during a Fox News interview if he was going to fire Sessions, Trump took aim at the Attorney General saying he... Put an Attorney General that never took control of the Justice Department, Jeff Sessions, never took control of the Justice Department, and uh, it's a sort of an incredible thing. Sessions firing back, I took control of the Department of Justice the day I was sworn in, which is why we have had unprecedented success at effectuating the president's agenda. I understand why you and the media are reporting this. You know, a president saying that and a Attorney General responding is... Well, it's just never happened before. It's pretty astounding. But I'm so tired of this story, and it's just, it is what it is. Yeah. He says mean things about him. He sticks around until the day he's fired. That's just what it is. Why, I don't know. You know, it's funny. I I have a different angle on it. This strikes me as, and it's tough to see, but there are times when I really get the value of Donald Trump as Molotov cocktail in Washington, D.C., because we're we're learning about the way the Justice Department works. Uh Uh-huh. We're learning about where, where and how the power flows, the relationship between the Justice Department and the FBI and the executive branch in general. And I just, uh, the light is shining from a different side on a lot of these issues. And part of it's because Trump is so nuts and the way he runs everything is so nuts. And there's enough chaos that, that like tightly packed swamp defenses are being shaken up. Now, where this ends, for good or ill, I ain't no swami. You're I don't not. Know. You're not insinuating that's what he thinks he's accomplishing when he takes shots at his attorney general. No, right. It's nope. just a. It's just a side benefit, as you say. Accidental, uh, yeah, benefit. What do you think he thinks he's accomplishing? I think he's... sometimes he's intentionally shaking things. Oh, up. Oh no doubt, no doubt, no just doubt. Just not in this that. case. What do you think he thinks he's accomplishing when he badmouths his attorney general, yet keeps him, even though he could fire him anytime right. he wanted to for any reason? Just further impugning the whole Russia investigation thing, which he sees exclusively, I I believe, as an affront to his legitimacy as president. Any sentence that includes the word Russia, including, I would like to go there someday, he considers a reference to him not being a legitimate president. Why wouldn't he just fire the guy if he dislikes him so much? Because his, his advisors tell him not to. But is he? Li- but but he either doesn't have the self control not to blast the guy. Or maybe he has some purpose. I don't. I don't. Can't guess what it is. You know, and in the middle of all this, he and Sessions got together to discuss prison reform yesterday. Yeah, yeah. You know, so what Did is that? Did Sessions actually show up? 
Yeah, because I heard he delayed showing up. But yeah, not that long after the 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 back and forth. Right, right. Yeah, which is and justice reform, which has got a lot of bipartisan support. So. On another front, it turns out the National Enquirer kept a safe containing documents on hush money payments and other damaging stories it killed as part of its relationship with Trump as the 2016 presidential election was approaching. This from the Associated Press, along with other media reports that the Enquirer publisher, David Pecker, has been granted immunity by federal prosecutors and was sharing information with them. Now, Trump has a Pecker problem is what you're saying. Part of the story. David front hole is the term he prefers. <laughs> happy stick or uh, something. I don't know. Part of the story says after the Wall Street Journal started publishing the first details about the catch and kill deal to quash stories from uh, some of Trump's uh, alleged lovers. All right, two points. Is any of this unlawful in any way or serious? This is another one of those that Alan Dershowitz brings up regularly. That's part of free speech. You can buy a story and not print it if you right. want it. That's just, you have the right to remain silent. Just, right. just, that is not a crime in any way. Second thing, and I am not claiming for a moment the entire Russia probe is a fixed witch hunt. On the other hand, there's a really good editorial that I'll, I'll hit you with part of it. Long and short of it is, well, uh, never mind the editorial. This began with an investigation into Vladimir Putin's Russia is trying to right. screw with our society and specifically mess with our elections. We now have prosecutions over taxi medallion tax yes. violations and bank fraud and squashing stories from skanks and and failing to register as a lobbyist right. and tax evasion on uh, Paul Manafort's side. I mean, this is the classic. You appoint a special prosecutor and it, they just go wild. And And none of these headlines have anything to do on any level with Russian collusion, well, or never mind collusion, they're never going to prove that, or Russian interference. What, I hope they have guys looking into that. And I'm not defending Paul freaking I'm a crook Manafort, or Michael Cohen, <laughs> I wouldn't know honesty if it kicked me in the balls. I, I, come on. All right, my friends, it turns out your phone could be covered in ten times as much bacteria as a toilet seat. Researchers from Elite Aesthetics... You ever seen my toilet seat? They swabbed a number of smartphones to test for levels of uh, bacteria, yeast, and mold. And among all the phones tested, the screens all had the highest level of bacteria. Samsung Galaxy had the highest level of bacteria on its screen, four times more than the level what? found on what? a toilet seat. Yes. But Samsung. Why would a, Korea counterattack. Why, why would a particular brand of phone have more bacteria than a different brand of they phone? They didn't go into that. Maybe it tends to run a little warmer. Yeah, that could very well like be. Like a Petri dish of ick. Anyway, according to the study's leader, having lots of Maybe micro- oozes. Do Samsung ooze? <laughs> oh, it's <laughs> a sick enough. Having a lot of microscopic bacteria on your phone screen can mix with facial oil and clog pores, leading to inflammation and acne. All right. There you go. There you go. That's this morning's FM story. I'm Marshall Phillips, and that's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips on the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. As much as I mock these stories, um... By the way, Squawky's poop, red, white, and blue. <laughs> we feed him a special diet of berries to make that happen. As much as I mock those fecal matter stories, I bet your phone is the thing you should clean more often. Yeah. Except you're not supposed to use anything but a lightly damp, you know, cloth. Oh, really? Whatever. I use Windex and a paper cloth. It worked out all right for you? You know, what's supposed to happen? It catches on fire? Oh, or? No, it gets cloudy or ruins the sky. I don't know. Leader of this study says use an alcohol wipe on your screen. I've never had any problem. There you go. Will do. Windex. Whiskey. <laughs> all right. Whiskey. <laughs>
So this security guard story is is weird. So is the fact that the media, it would seem on purpose, left out a very important point on the whole Cohen pleading guilty story. What's going on there? We'll, we'll, we'll dive into that at some point. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. So this is uh, an interesting thing. It's going on in Oregon. Do you know Oregon has some of the um, uh, most liberal, is liberal the right term? I don't know. Uh, The most animal-friendly laws and protections in the nation. Not surprised. That's one of the reasons this case is going forward there, where a horse is suing. Oh, right. This is a horse. Of course, of course. Justice the horse. So this horse belonged to somebody who didn't. Let me tell you a story about a horse named Justice. That's good, Sam Elliott. (laughs) Um, So this horse was uh, owned by somebody, and that person didn't take uh, care of it, which is disgusting and awful. That's terrible. And if I don't hear that uh, horse walking into the court in about 30 seconds, Michael, it'll be awful as well. Anyway, Jack. We have a surprise witness. Your Honor, <laughs> I call justice the horse. As justice, I thought justice, we're all justice the horse. <laughs> I thought justice the horse was here. Is justice here? You know what's fun is watching Michael clicking <laughs> buttons, looking around, looking at computer screens, and trying to imagine. How... Timing. How it's not a, a more simple system than this. It's not your fault, Mike. No, why don't we just buy that thing we were looking at online? <laughs> anyway. Not so, not that thing, the other one. Oh, okay. So that, that one would help more. This horse was treated really poorly by its previous owner, not taken care of. And it's oh, uh, horrible. You know, it's like uh, dogs, cats, any animals that are abused. It needed veterinary care. and um. So anyway, somebody else got the horse, and now this person is suing the previous owner. The horse... They're attempting to have the horse sue the previous owner right. for $100,000 with a veterinary care for pain and suffering. Because mm. this new owner is going to have to spend a lot of money to get this this horse you know, uh, back to being comfortable again. Mm. And uh, why should they pay for it? Well, this is, uh, this is the perfect example of ambivalence. Um, uh, that's effing Looney Tunes. Horses in court. Animals in court in general. It's an idiotic idea. The complaint is... And I hope the horse wins. The complaint is the latest bid in a quest to get courts to recognize animals as plaintiffs. Not going to happen. Something supporters and critics alike say would be revolutionary. There have been a few previous attempts, which I'll get get into in just a little bit. Well, I tell you what, by the time the ants are done with me, I'm going to be broke. So they're bringing this in Oregon because they think that's the maybe the state where it's most likely to find a judge... Where they could actually make this stoned, (laughs) make this happen. They may may have found the right key to the courthouse door with this case. They think three decades ago, very few law schools offered courses in animal law. Now more than one hundred and fifty do, and some states have created animal law prosecutorial units, which where none existed before. Um, In two thousand, contractors are building animal houses. In two thousand four, a federal appeals court shot down a suit in the name of the world's crustaceans. 
in which President George W. Bush and Donald Rumsfeld were sued over the U.S. Navy's use of sonar and how it was damaging various sea-dwelling creatures. Ah, yeah, which is an interesting field, but... In 2012, a U.S. District Court dismissed a suit filed on behalf of, we remember this probably, five SeaWorld orcas, arguing that their captivity was a violation of the 13th Amendment's prohibition on slavery. That didn't make it either. Wow. And then this spring, which we talked about I mean, on the if show, any being is going to get the right to sue, a whale might be it. And this, or a chimp. We talked about this where a macaw, that's a monkey of some sort, um, um, took its own, a macaque, I'm sorry, right. macaw's a bird, Correct. a macaque uh, took its own photo with a cell phone and attempted to sue for copyright protection when other people were profiting from it. Oh, right. I remember that one. Greedy macaque. But the court ruled that the monkey and all animals, since they are not humans, lack statutory standing under the Copyright Act. But it made it further than, than it, these sorts of things usually do. Hmm. Um, what, have, didn't somebody try uh, to sue on behalf of a lab chimp at one point? That would make sense. Mistreatment? Yeah, I mean, they're so close to human. So what's closer than some people we work with? So, <laughs> so uh, these are the, this, this sounds like the sort of story where you got to take it to its like ridiculous logical. It's not ridiculous, but to re- take it take it as far as you can in terms of why this would be a horror if they gave animals standing like this. First of all, practically every pet that's out there, somebody would get sued. There's right. all kinds of pets that don't get treated well. Oh yeah, yeah, lab animals, insects. I mean, my joke about the ants. Well, surely insects wouldn't get lumped in with dogs and, and, and whales. Well, the whole thing is a ridiculous non-starter. It, it, it's obvious to me. Uh, because if if someone has standing to sue, then they have standing to vote, to collect uh, you know government benefits. To get married. To get married, certainly. Tell you what, if we told you every story we get about people coupling with animals... You know, for some reason, people think we want to see him. So every time it gets it happens around America, we get the story. Happens more than you think. There was a guy in the news the other day, uh, Indiana, I think. He had sexed up horses, dogs, and goats. And he uh, got arrested. Was there a pig involved? I think there was pig. Because I remember it was a real mixed grill special. <laughs> it's mixed grill night at the, uh, the Bunny Ranch. He was a trisexual. He'll try anything. Oh, Lord. He ought to try to get a little normal. And you're dismissed for the day. I don't think you <laughs> choose. Thank you for your testimony. I mean, you got to lock these people up, I suppose, but I don't think you choose to be sexually attracted to animals. Most of us aren't because we have good character. We just aren't. Right. <laughs> it's not like we all decided. We sat down, mom argued the pro, dad argued the con, and we all decided for ourselves. You know, I'm not going to be, pardon me, but a beast ever. I mean, <laughs> right. It's, it's yeah. obviously a sickness, but at the same time, anyway, there are plenty of sicknesses that people don't indulge in as much because they know it's illegal and they're afraid. Sure. But we'll, so we'll see how far justice the horse makes it in court. They changed the name of the horse for this court case. I suspected that might be the case. Yeah. It's a little uh, heavy-handed, heavy-hooved, if you will. And that's the story of a horse named Justice. <laughs> Thank you for that. Would that it were. Would that it were. <laughs> so, wow. Wow. A horse face John Kerry blast. Wow. So if uh, for those of you who are, are, are on the side of working toward more uh, rights for animals, what are you hoping to accomplish, I wonder? Maybe maybe you could text us 415-295-KFTC. You know, I have a suspicion. It's just all about um, preventing any cruelty or exploitation of animals, probably including eating on them. I'm wondering if you could even uh, own a pet. 
if that happened <clears throat> because somebody somewhere would think you're not walking them enough, playing with them enough. I believe that to be part of PETA's kind of overall thing is they don't even like pets. So you're going to have millions of feral beasts running the streets? Well, That's you just idiotic. Well, they just go away over time. So you just wouldn't have dogs and cats if you're going to. So is that what you want? It's, it's well, like in societies where they don't have American-style pet ownership, they don't go away. They breed like crazy. Well, they'd have to in the United States. Yeah. We'd have to take care of that. But anyway, uh, it'd be uh, like we were talking about the other day, the, the super environmentalist people that it would seem have a view that the world would be better if there were no humans. Earth would be happier somehow. Right. Sure. Um, and Which is weird. I would weird. be happier, actually. But <laughs> if you're the only, well, you're the last man on Earth. No, I'm, there could be a few. If you would be fine. Um, but if you if you make it so expensive and difficult and, and lawyered up to own pets and there's just no pets, do you think that would be better for dogs and cats if they just didn't exist? I suspect that this is coming much more from a vegan area. They don't want you eating animals. So that's the direction they want to take it? I, 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 that, that makes sense. I figured there had to be some underlying there's a reason we're doing this. Yes. So it's that. Yeah. It's very much like people who want illegal aliens to vote. They're slowly getting them up. They're giving them rights in an incremental license. way. Exactly. Yeah. Drivers benefits, um, yeah. you know, welfare, all that sort of stuff. Then it gets to a point where it's a small step to let somebody vote. Why wouldn't you let them vote? They're involved in the government. Right. That's what they're shooting for. Boy, a huge part of the story this week. Big story missing coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Will the gentleman yield? No, I will not yield to this monkey court or whatever this thing is. This is, is not a monkey court.